Hey, everybody. On this episode of the podcast, we have a special. This is our 50th podcast episode, and so it's a special podcast. We're going to be breaking down some of the reasons why we do what we do. Uh, right, and why she, why you should care. And why you should care. That's right. And uh, and we're celebrating a little bit, too, on this one because of uh, a milestone for us personally of getting into fiftieth, the 50th podcast episode. And it's all because of you. You, mm. yes, you, driving in your car, listening on the treadmill, whatever you're doing right now at your office, in your cubicle, uh, listening to us. We thank you because you're awesome. Oh, and on that note, I discovered yes. that we had five downloads in Australia last week. Very cool. That's fun. Yeah. Didn't you say we also had some in Iran? We did. We had three in Iran and, and five in Israel. Very cool. We and should not have said those next to each other. <laughs> Because now hey, we're going to have a war within the <laughs> community. I'm fine. If you guys want to compete to see you can get the most downloads <laughs> between Israel and Iran, let's see who wins. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but uh, And I won't say who my money's on. But, um, yeah, so we've had some new nations that we haven't seen before, which that's cool. Because, you know, we've got a few in Canada, a few in Mexico, and we had Poland. Hmm. And we had uh, some of these Eastern Bloc countries that were showing up, too. Serbia, Norway, yeah, Africa. We had Kenya. We mentioned that one before, but so yeah. So good day, mate. Down in Australia, throw another shrimp on the bobby. I'm sure you've never heard that before. Hey, you know what? It's time for baby update. <laughs> <laughs> We've got to do a nice little baby update. So uh, where are we? We're at what? Fifteen weeks. All right. Your baby is now the size of an orange, which is exciting. Okay. Um, orange, you're glad you're it, pregnant. Aren't you glad? You better be. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, it's beginning to use its arms and legs, so this is when mothers will start feeling kicking and all the lovely uncomfortable sensations that I'm sure <laughs> are going on. Um, and it's also beginning to experience light. It can now... Sort of, I, I don't know what it would see, but, right. you know, whatever light is shining through, it's seeing it um, and hearing. So if you have a swearing problem, now is the time <laughs> to clean that up. Work on it now because your baby hears you. They have baby earmuffs. You just put them on the baby so it can't hear. But, <laughs> I'm just, but kidding. The <laughs> just put them over your belly. Did you, you know? guys see, speaking of the babies and the, the kicking and stuff, did you see the, the latest gif that came out of that baby that's like clapping its hands in the womb? Mm-mm. Yeah, it's pretty no. crazy. Yeah. I mean, if it's real, it's pretty impressive. They were doing like a sonogram, I suppose, and they caught the baby clapping hmm. uh, to the music. Oh, wow. So it already has, it's a prodigy. Yeah. Literally born to, born to clap. I'll be waiting to see see him or her on America's Got Talent right, later yes. on. There you go. That's right. So we're moving along in our pregnancy. The the all-out warrior baby mm-hmm. is 15 weeks old. And yeah, and so. listening to the podcast now. Yeah. <laughs> we got to watch our mouths, Rosie. Yep. We don't want that baby to be corrupted. No. So anyways, so hey, 50th episode. Yes. So <laughs> we have a surprise for you. Right now. So sit back, grab a coffee, and enjoy. You're listening to the All Out War Podcast.
What's up, Warriors? Welcome to another episode of All Out War. I am Turner, and I'm joining the studio with Rosie. What's up, Rosie? Hey, what's up, man? What do you think about that new intro? It's good. Got a little jam for us. Yeah. It's a special occasion. Very special occasion. Yeah. We've been sitting on it for a while, so it's good to finally be able to use it. It is. It is. Uh, Yeah, so this is our brand new intro for our 50th episode. This is a big day for All Out War Warriors. You've sat through, listened through, toiled, labored under (laughs) 50 episodes of All Out War. And we've gone from having subpar equipment where we were trying to make (laughs) work to some of the best equipment you can get and even a live audience, which is with us right now. What's up, live audience? Yeah. (laughs) So we have people that hang out while we record. I just can't believe we get to do this. It just makes me laugh so much, man. Yeah. It's actually the highlight of my week. Don't tell anyone else that. I was going to say, you have a pretty bad week. (laughs) (laughs) I have a pretty bad chest cold right now. So if I start coughing in the middle, I apologize ahead of time. But um, yeah. So yeah, yeah, someone told me that if you make it to 50, like uh, it's like there's like 600,000 podcasts or something like ridiculous, like on iTunes library. Yeah. All the white, every white person has their own. Every white person has their own. Yeah. It's part of a rite of passage, but, uh, you mean the white of passage. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. If you're not a SoundCloud rapper, right. And you're white, you had to have a uh, right. podcast. You had to have a podcast. Right. <laughs> but, uh, someone said that if that a majority of them only have like seven episodes. Yeah. Like, so to have 50, I, you know, congratulations. Yeah. That's what I'll say to you. <laughs> well, thanks. <laughs> um, so what do you know, man? <laughs> oh, hey, so I'm going to throw out three different ones. Okay. Because it's 50. Oh, all right. All right. So do you know in South Korea? Yes. Uh, professional massage services, okay. like to be a licensed masseuse, uh, they try to reserve that career choice for the blind. Wow. Because the blind people don't have that many different choices. I actually like that idea, too. Yeah, it's cool. So, like, it's harder to get the license to be a masseuse if you're not blind. Wow. That's yeah. kind of cool. I kind of like that idea. Yeah, it's a century-old law. <clears throat> oh, it's law. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, yeah. first reserved for the blind. It's like preference. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I, I think it is cool. You know, I... I I, you know, I've had a, a few massages in my day. You know, I've had back back issues and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, I kind of wish that my masseuse was blonde. Bl- was b- blonde? <laughs> well, wow. it's okay. Your wife's blonde. Yeah, so. my wife's blonde. I so do it. You know. Blind. I wish she was blind because I don't. I'm embarrassed of myself. <laughs> yeah. The last I've only had a couple massages. Um, and the last one I had because I was having like just a rough, I don't know, month. Yeah, and I had uh, the day off, and I was like, you know what? I'm gonna go have a massage because <laughs> spa I'm, day for for yeah, Rosie. <laughs> yeah, and uh, there's this uh, guy who had a stutter, and uh, it wasn't very good. <laughs> Did when you walked in and you're like, hey, I want to get a massage, and he's like, smoking that sticky, sticky green stuff. Is that yeah. what he said to you? Yeah, well, it would have been like, yeah. Well, he did say <laughs> smoking that sticky, sticky. So it must, it would have been like, you know, yeah. He, they got down the stutter. And he was like, "Are you are no relaxed?" And I'm like, trying to be, but it's weird. I, I don't, I don't like massages. Yeah, 
I'm not a fan. Yeah, some people love them. Some people hate them. Uh, I like them. I like, man. I don't like random people touching my body. Oh, really? I'd save for Jesus and my wife. (laughs) (laughs) Anyways. um, Yeah, here's another thing. Okay. Uh, Hillary Clinton. Yeah. uh, For the last election. Yeah. They tried to hire Steven Spielberg to make her more likable. <laughs> Good luck with that. Yeah. Did they, he turn it down? No, he helped her. Oh, he did? Yeah. He didn't help her too much. No, not really. So she said, uh, I get $250,000 to give a speech, and these Hollywood jackasses are going to tell me how to do it. <laughs> to like get help. like acting. <laughs> she said stuff. that? Yeah. Uh, of course she would say that. Yeah. 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 Who would pay... 250 grand to hear her speak i don't know i think the funniest thing though was that uh recently i don't know maybe three months ago four months ago she was supposed to speak at a <laughs> at a computer like a, oh, a yes. cyber security conference <laughs> yes i heard about this it was and then everyone like it, it was through FireEye, which is legit like yeah contractor you know they do a legit company and finally, they rescinded the offer. <laughs> Everyone was just making fun of it. <laughs> Everyone, yeah, I remember that it was just catching. It was catching uh, heat from on on Twitter and stuff like crazy. Yeah. So that's so funny. Yeah. Hey, uh, I you know we probably need to do this. We haven't really done this before. We need to welcome in our YouTube listeners. We've oh, yeah. we've had a, a slight up uptick of <laughs> of YouTube viewers. I would say it. Yeah. So if you're, yeah, listening to this on YouTube, <laughs> hey, thanks. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, we just post them on YouTube and never, didn't think anyone ever see them. But right. Something. One of the topics that we happened to cover got uh, was brought up in culture, popular. Yeah. It, it became a. It was something that people were looking up. Yeah, that's happened a couple times where we've done a topic and then it becomes like newsworthy with like a month later. Yeah. Like I remember when we did the um we did the social credit, you know, uh episode. Yeah. We were talking about that and you know, like I had before we even did that episode, I didn't even know about it. Yeah. And then, you know, I was kind of enlightened by it and then a year later, not even a year later, six months later, you just hear it on the news everywhere. Everyone's talking about Chinese social yeah. credit system. I was going to say, it's really interesting that, um, and, and, and I don't want to try to say like, we're so forward and like everything Yeah. because people, other people were talking about it before. Cause that's how oh, yeah. I heard about it. It was right. People were sharing it when all of a sudden it kind of came out and I'm like, this is really weird. We should take it, you know, but see, I just thought you were really smart. <laughs> no. You should have never said that to me. Yeah. Well, you know, what else is cool is our very first episode since we're talking about 50 here. Yeah. Uh, he, he, well, his name is he. he. He had a guy on that was, we were talking about gaming yeah. and all of that. And we kind of were talking about just the history of gaming and stuff like that. It was a really laid back episode. But our guest on there, he he is on Twitch now and he's blowing up on Twitch. Oh, really? Yeah. It's he, he. And he got his wife on there, mm-hmm. Mrs. He, he. And uh, they're, uh, they play Fortnite together. <laughs> And he basically taught his wife how to play Fortnite yeah. on Twitch, and it just kind of blew up. And mm. uh, so, if you're on Twitch, go check out Hee Hee, and uh, he w- and go listen to episode one, and you can kind of get a, you can see <laughs> where was, he's coming from. I don't think it was really good. Uh, it was fun. I yeah. thought it was fun. 
Yeah. You know. I'm going to have to retouch on some of the earlier ones that we did. Yeah. So I, I think some stuff I'd like to talk about in a different way. Sure. I'm with so, you on that. I anyways. always feel that way. Yeah. Yeah. So you said you had a third, did you know? No, I'm not going to say that. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was thinking, uh, yeah. Maybe I cut you off there. Add some viciousness into it. Oh, okay. But I'm not going to do it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, if you change your mind, let me know. We'll let you drop that in any time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, um, we have basically, this podcast is more, one of our more laid back ones. Mm -hmm. Um, we've been going through the secret societies, the S3, which I like to call it, uh, series, the secret society series. And, um, and I was kind of noticing that people are listening to it and they're being informed and they're enjoying all of that. And I enjoyed it too. You know, I was definitely enjoying, I've been, we're not done. We're going to keep going through it, but, um, one of the things that I kind of wanted to address based around that this series that we're doing is why we're doing it. And, um, and one of the things that, uh, kind of drove me to that was I was listening to a different podcast and, um, this is well-known guy and he mentioned a YouTube video that he saw and, uh, and I, I had never heard of it and it intrigued me the topic and the title of the YouTube video intrigued me. And so I went and looked for it, found it, and then watched it. And when I was done watching it, I was really discouraged because this individual that shared on his podcast about this YouTube video, he didn't endorse it. He just said, this looks interesting to me. I want to look into it more. But what happened was uh, it made me very aware that there's very undiscerning people that would trust his leading and i know he's probably not even and i don't want to mention him because i just yeah but what i want to say is that he's not trying to put himself out there as a leader of leading anything like he's not trying to be some guy that sets a standard or anything like that he was just saying hey this this looked cool but if you're undiscerning and you get into this and you watch it you could be led down a deceptive trail and so I watched it, and I was moved by it enough because it was very slick editing. Most of the audio on it is really good. The, the <laughs> clips that we're going to play tonight aren't that gonna, great. <laughs> I was going to say the audio is good, but the narrator is so annoying. Right. I hate her voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it had, like, digital graphics and all this stuff. Yeah, and so, so I, I wanted to kind of, like, break that down just real quickly mm-hmm. because I, this is going to help me – prove the point of why we're doing the secret society series and why how that connects with our and, fr- our faith and, and i was going to say even not just the secret societies but at large um why we talk about some of the stuff that we talk about because yeah. it's like i was thinking of this when we were talking i was talking with a future guest of ours and explaining stuff and uh and i was like going through the, the thing and it says culture you know we deal with culture politics and theology right and like, where does, like, where does the pizza gate fall into? You know, like, we have all these episodes about crazy conspiracy theories and stuff like that. Or the yeah. Body. I guess it's tangentially linked to like politics or something. Right. But I mean, why do Christ? Why should Christians care about that? So I was gonna say it's not just the secret societies of why do, why why do we care about all these old societies or whatever? But it's also stuff that maybe. I, I don't know. You're not going to hear like, right. preached from the pulpit about... Yeah, not, but, not usually. Yeah. 
Not from like a mainstream evangelical Protestant church. Yeah, they're not going to talk about. Well, maybe not Catholic because I don't know. Catholics don't, aren't going to talk about the Clinton body count <laughs> <laughs> or UFOs or right. Well, they well, I don't know, I the, the Pope did talk yeah, about yeah, UFOs. Yeah, okay, he did. I don't follow much in Catholicism, so I can't really speak to that. Um, being a Protestant pastor and all, they're on yeah. the other team. No, yeah, I'm but, just, but I'm just kidding. <laughs> but I meant yeah. Anyway, so it's not just the secret societies. It's about all the weirdness that we do talk about. Right, is right. also in the same vein of why you need discernment and yeah. stuff like that why do we talk about it anyways sorry. yeah so the video is is it's called the ark in the blood and um it, it's by a guy by the name of ron wyatt and i didn't really know anything about ron wyatt until i kind of looked into the video and stuff and one of the things that i discovered about ron was that he uh he originally was this like history for him he was like a, a blood technician or no i'm sorry an anesthesiologist Hmm. So he's an intelligent guy. That's that's a pretty, that's one of those jobs where you can't just. You, you, you have to be really good at. Yeah, you got to go to school and all kinds of stuff. So he was an anesthesiologist, and uh, in his uh, career, he made a change. He just saw this uh, news report from this place over in Iran, and he decided it looked like the the Noah's Ark was there. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and so he decided to become as a Christian, he decided to become this like, uh, archeologist, this like, uh, you know, amateur archeologist, amateur, yeah. yeah, totally amateur archeologist. And so his first like real claim to fame in the evangelical world was he claimed to have found Noah, uh, Noah's Ark. Mm -hmm. But this video we're talking about is a different Ark. It's the Ark of the Covenant. And, um, and so later on after he'd been doing these archaeological digs he wanted to find what they called uh, jeremiah's grotto and so he he had thought he had located it at the at the base of the place of the skull which is where jesus hung on the cross and so he started he got permission to dig because it's privately owned land there um in israel i've been there actually it's outside of the garden tomb mm -hmm. um where joseph of arimathea they he loaned his tomb to jesus for three days but uh, you can go there and see the place of the skull and all of that. It's really cool. But he got permission to dig. And so he dug. And he says that he dug down for, like, years and found a cave. And in the cave, he saw a split in the ceiling. And he saw what looked like dried blood. And so he took the blood and sampled it. And it came back as, like, only having half of the chromosomes that it would need. Although it was considered male, it only had, like female given yeah. chromosomes or whatever. I don't know how you can figure all that out, but he took it to a blood specialist. And then uh and then he dug further down and he realized that the blood had dripped down onto this like stone tablet thing that was holding he dug it out and it was holding the ark of the covenant. And then it gets really weird. Uh then he says four angels showed up and helped him lift the lid, the mercy seat, off of the top of the Ark of the Covenant, and inside of it were the Ten Commandments. <laughs> and so he took out the Ten Commandments, and the angel told him to turn on his video camera <laughs> and take a video. And so he's holding the Ten Commandments, and the angel tells him what to say. And then he's going to release this video, uh, this video evidence of the Ark of the Covenant and the Ten Commandments when the Antichrist is revealed, and the Antichrist makes it illegal to worship God. Yeah, And so... The problem is, is he died in like 1999, so, so like he, he's not really around uh, mm -hmm. to release it. But this video obviously has been updated and all that. So some of the audio and it's very old, um, but at the same time, 
he claims to have found the Ark of the Covenant. And so, like, at first I was really impressed, like, wow, this is this would be fantastic. It's like he's like a modern-day uh, Indiana Jones or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, oh, wow, that's kind of cool. And uh, But then I started really thinking about it, and there's a couple of things that, hap- that are happening in there that I just don't I, – I just, it's not jiving. Like, my, mm-hmm. my spirit wasn't, like – like agreeing with it yeah <clears throat> that's the best way to put it but um so i pulled some stuff off wikipedia i just want to read this about this guy ron wyatt and it's n- in no way to defame him it's really to expose some things more than anything which if it defames him then i guess it does but if it protects someone like my goal yeah then that's cool uh I'll just read this. Wyatt was not considered a credible, not considered credible by professional archaeologists and biblical scholars. The Council of the Garden Tomb Association from London totally refute the claim that of Wyatt that he discovered the original Ark of the Covenant or any other biblical artifacts within the boundaries of the area known as the Garden Tomb in Jerusalem. Though Wyatt uh, was allowed to dig within this privately owned garden on a number of occasions. The last occasion was being in the summer of 91. Staff members of the association observed his progress, entered the excavated area, and as far as we are aware, nothing was ever discovered to support his claims that we have seen, or we, nor have we seen any evidence of biblical artifacts or temple treasures. And then the Israeli Antiquities Authority, which is the authority. Now, that, listen, if you find and you dig, and, and I actually happen to know an, an archaeologist, a legitimate one, mm-hmm. she dug, she digs over, she's over there right now, and uh, uh, basically, you go through the Israeli Antiquities Authority because they own everything. Yeah. So if you find something amazing, you don't get to keep it. Right. It's theirs. So they document everything. And they say, uh, they stated that Ron Wyatt is neither an archaeologist nor has he ever carried out legal, a legally licensed <laughs> excavation in Israel or Jerusalem. In fact, in order to excavate in Jerusalem... Or in Israel, you must have at least a BA in archaeology, which he does not possess, despite his claims on the contrary. So, uh, he basically um, claimed to be, you know, like you said, just a, um, you know, amateur archaeologist. So here's where it gets weird. So I have a couple clips. So I just wanted to play some audio clips from the actual YouTube video, and then we'll discuss what I hear in that. Okay. So here's the first one of Ron Wyatt. Yes, the tables of stone were found in the Ark of the Covenant. I personally, personally removed them with the assistance of four angels who lived in the mercy seat, which I would estimate weighs about 900 pounds of solid gold. And one of these angels told me to take the tables of stone out of there. He said, God wants everyone to see those. And so I took them out, backed up, stood there, frozen in place and uh, well I just can't describe my physical state or mental state or anything else if, if you know I didn't have some physical evidence to prove it happened I think I had a dream or something but anyway they are now available to be shown but we won't say uh, actually, they're on a stone ledge right in the same chamber. That's where the angel put them after I handed them to him. I didn't know what to do with And uh, I was told that these are to be presented with the blood evidence when the mark of the beast law is passed. All right. So 
that that first clip there is him talking about when he found the when he found them and the angels were there talking to him. Yeah, and the things that were that were the first flags that. Che- and here's the thing: I want to say this about Ron. I really genuinely think that he believes everything that he's saying. Right. So either he's self deceived, and none of this ever happened, um, which is very possible, you know. Um, and uh, you know, I'm not an expert on liars. Yeah. I've said a few lies myself through the years, right? <laughs> but uh, basically, uh, if you say a lie enough, it, you believe it, you know. And I think maybe he started to believe his exaggerated story, right? And probably built on the exaggeration more and more as he went. But one of the things there that he says there is that he found these tablets, and the tablets were put on the inside, like the angel just set them down on this like ledge right inside the little cave or whatever the grotto that he discovered. Yeah. Okay, so that's literally, I just f- listened to this on YouTube. Uh, obviously, Israeli in- antiquities are going to be, this is the single most important element of the temple for worship. Mm-hmm. Because this is the place, that the, if you don't know this when you're listening, the Ark of the Covenant is the place where the Spirit of God would would rest. Yeah. the Shekinah, They call it the Shekinah glory. And so in the temple which they need to build a temple anyways, and they're trying to build a temple, and they haven't been able to find any of the artifacts because it was destroyed in, in 70 AD. And so they're, you know, they're at the mercy of trying to go by what the Bible says on how to create the, the table of showbread and the, you know, the brazen altar and all these other, you know, elements that go in the temple. If they would have found the Ten Commandments and they know that they're on this ledge inside there, don't you think they would go get it? Mm-hmm. Like, to me, it would be... There's nothing holding them back. Like, why wouldn't they go immediately and get them and expose them to the world and say, look, the Bible's right. <laughs> We're right. God did give us Ten Commandments. You know, we have the we have the tablets written on stone. Anyways, so that was like my first thing. It's like he's letting the cat out of the bag on where they are, but Israel's not interested in them. Right. I mean, come on. It would be hard for me to imagine that they wouldn't be interested in that. So that was like my first thing. Mm-hmm. So, but then it gets it gets stranger because he's going to start talking. So here's a second clip I'll play for you. It's it's not as long. If you keep the Ten Commandments that God wrote upon those tables of stone, and about which He says in Psalms eighty nine thirty four, those of you that are right down text you want this one. <clears throat> Psalms eighty nine thirty four. He says, my covenant will I not break, nor alter the thing that has gone out of my lips. He spoke the Ten Commandments from the mountaintop. He wrote them in stone, and he says, nothing will change. Right? If you keep that law, you will receive the seal of God. All right, so that's... That's where I started, like, the hairs on the back of my neck started to stand up, and I was, I actually got a little bit righteously anger, because he begins to talk about the Ten Commandments, and he talks about how the Ten Commandments, if you obey the Ten Commandments, you will get the seal of salvation. Mm-hmm. And uh, and he also continues further on a little bit more to talk about how if you keep the law, you keep the law. And he never once mentions in this discourse that they place up there um, like the gospel of grace. And so um, 
so I just want to point out a verse real quick. Yeah. In Galatians chapter 2, uh, this is what Paul <coughs> says in Galatians. Galatians is the best. If you ever want to know about the law, Galatians is a great, great book to go to because he was dealing with people that were trying to cause Christians to obey the law to be saved. Mm-hmm. And so he refutes it. But in verse chapter twenty verse in chapter two verse twenty, he says, "I have been crucified with Christ, and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me, and uh, and gave Himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness could be gained through the law, Christ died for nothing." And so Paul makes it really clear there that the law is not the thing that seals you. It's not the thing that saves you. The law is not the thing that's going to lead a person into heaven. Mm-hmm. He got, Earlier in that chapter, he says that the law was actually given for the lawbreaker and for the unrighteous and those that kill their parents and all these other things. He basically says that it's for the ignorant people that don't understand so that God has a display of a moral holiness. Right. And so... When this guy, Ron, starts preaching the law, keeping the Ten Commandments, uh, it really bothered me because he's literally diminishing the truth of the grace of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. So that was that was number two. Here's number three real quick, and then we'll, we'll wrap this up. Okay. Now, the Bible warns us that Satan will come with lines and lying wonders. All right? How can we tell what is the miracle of by Satan? Because he's a supernatural being. All of the fallen angels are supernatural beings. They can do things that are miraculous from our point of view. How can we tell what's of God and what's not? If they say God's Ten Commandments are binding, to break those is to sin then they're God. If they say anything other than that, they are not God. And we have no business listening to them, regardless of what kind of miracles they are performing. Mm, okay. Right. <laughs> so he's he actually is saying in there, which was the one thing that really bothered me, he saw four angels, mm-hmm. talks to them. Never once does he test right. these angels. And the Bible gives us a clear... Uh, instruction on how to test the spirit well, what's funny is he just said right that you need to test spirits because they're but he gave the wrong answer to how you test the spirit he says right. if you if the angel says that these laws are binding and you must obey them then that angel is good right but paul says to us that you test every spirit and you test it on the basis of its testimony of jesus christ Right. That's how you test every spirit. And if it proclaims Jesus Christ as Lord, then you know it's of God. Mm-hmm. So this guy here uh, is, you know, genuine as he may he may feel like he is or his people or his family or whoever may believe that he is. And I think he's a genuine guy, and I think he may even be saved. I think his gospel is off. In fact, I would say it's way off. Right. So he never tested the spirits correctly. His his pronouncement of testing the spirits was wrong in an error. It wasn't biblical. It wasn't lining up biblically. And then his gospel of the law versus grace that is preached is not going to bring anyone into salvation. I mean, the best verse, too, I didn't read this earlier, but Galatians chapter 2, it says, Know that, 2 verse 16, Galatians 2 16, Know that man is not justified by observing the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. That's it. 
Yeah. You know, Paul basically plumb lined it right there for us. We know exactly what's required and it's trusting in the work of Jesus. So I just, so what happened is I heard, watched it and I wanted to show those examples because I didn't want to just say this stuff. I wanted his own words to accuse himself. Mm-hmm. And, um, when I thought, when I think about us doing these secret societies series or the social credit or whatever, um, we always have something behind it that we feel is more important than just uh, a topic that's interesting. Because sometimes it's fun to do just an interesting one, like you know Bigfoot or whatever. Yeah. But when I think about secret societies and I think about their role in our culture and in the future leading forward, and especially when you connect it to the Bible, to me, and I think I said this to you earlier, secret societies are footprints on, on a pathway that's leading to the one world government. You know, in my mind, these secret societies are the seeds and the fruit of institutions that have been put in place that have always been working towards globalism, towards a one world government, towards setting up a, a, a satanic Luciferian system that is first demonstrated in Genesis chapter 6 and it culminates and it's finally defeated in, in Revelation. And to me, it's all part of that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I get what you're saying. <clears throat> so, because we know that, you know, like the one world government's going to require a banking system. It's going to require a religious system. It's going to re- require, you know, a system of governing and all that. And so there's these sects of people that have been working against a truly biblical, free life, accountable to God, worshiping freely, you know, um, if a man works, he shall eat. So even the money you mm-hmm. know, that we would be generous, not, you know, nothing's ours. We would, you know, so there's a system of God's kingdom principles and then this other system. And so that was kind of like my heartbeat, you know, on some of that. Yeah. So I'll just go ahead and so allow you to sum it up. Why do we talk about that? Why should a Christian care? Yeah. Cause the Bible's true. Right. Like, and so why are we talking about this stuff? <laughs> right. Because it's going to happen. The revelation is true. The Antichrist is going to come. The one world government will get established. I think there's going to be some persecution faced. I, I personally believe in a rapture. I know it's a debatable subject. Um, it's not an issue of salvation. Mm-hmm. But um, I personally believe in a, in a pre-tribulation rapture. We've talked about it. We have an end yeah. time series. Yeah. If you want to go back and listen, you can hear it. But all of those things are culminating into that right now. And it, it feels like when I read the news and I see what's happening in our modern day culture, obviously, time wise, we've never been closer than it happening, right? Yeah. Because it's today. Time is progressing. Right. Yeah. But I, when I look at like government systems and I look at what's happening and things that are being exposed, um, it really causes me to have just a real like sober mind about it. Right. So I was going to say, I'll say it like this. So why did Turner take all that time to explain and debunk this video that he saw? Because it was being, uh, so I guess to tie back to why does any of this matter to go back to the central point of why we're talking about it? Why do we just spend all that time debunking this thing that seems really credible because there are, for the most part, these people that, uh, talk about this stuff like the one world order and, 
this, the implementations of all the things that will happen, right? Like the financial system, like the food system, the tracking, you know, all these things, the produce, and you know, all all the stuff that will come into place, and are like you said, the footsteps that usher us to the the final destination of uh, a global government. A lot of those people, you, discernment comes into place because there's when you hear people talking about like this guy that's was, you know, that you that even talked about the video in the first place. Yeah. If he has a lot of people that are Christians that are following, and I don't mean following him in the sense of right as he's a leader. Cause I don't think you would say that again. I would agree with you, but in the sense that they're following what he says. And then all of a sudden, like you said, he just says, Oh, this is really interesting. I'm going to look into it. Yeah. People hear it. Maybe baby Christians. Um, I'll say... Well, it piqued my interest. Right, right? yeah, because, oh, maybe, like you said, this is a big deal if it does happen. If it does. If if this is real, (laughs) this is a big deal. Right. Um, And I want to say that um, there's certain... uh, I've noticed, because I I was going to say, I've been interested in these kinds of things for a very long time. Um, great majority of my life yeah you know going back to the early the late 90s and i was like literally a kid and like reading stumbling (laughs) upon because i was a nerd and i was on the internet so i'd stumble upon you know first it started out with urban legends and all of a sudden i started digging into oh is paul dead (laughs) you know that conspiracy theory the beatles cover that up oh paul mccartney yeah Yeah. all these things and then 9-11 happened and all like i got exposed to all these other ideas and so I've been in it for a while, but I've noticed a resurgence in lately, um, probably with the, probably since 2015, um, with a <laughs> movement of people uh, that started getting reinvigorated with a conspiracy theory that probably most people that are listening to this, I, I don't want to say conspiracy theory, a thing that's happening that is causing a lot of other people to, that may have not been um grown up with this or been very discerning or do a lot of research before you just get thrown in right and all of a sudden they're like clintons have been killing people <laughs> you know right. and they're like pizza gate's real which they which it is and right. the clintons have killed people those are both true right okay but <laughs> then all of a sudden and uh they get thrown in with all this nonsense that comes in it and they're just regurgitating everything it's like the uh, they call it uh, like you overdose on red pills where all of a sudden you're like, the world's a fake. I can't trust anything. And, you know, maybe they're a Bible believing Christian beforehand and they get introduced to all this stuff. And then you hear a video right. that says, hey, did you know that uh, like just some basic Gnosticism right. where it's like, yeah, Jesus, you know, because he does say like, you know, I have or he'll make reference. And this is a paraphrase, but, you know, I give you, you know, my inner circle. I'll teach you guys something. And I'll teach the the masses something else. Or their parables will have multiple layers. And he'll Jesus will make reference to something sort of like that. And then they'll draw it out. Yeah. So people, the, the whole point of all that was to say, people are getting introduced into conspiracy culture and stuff like that. And if they don't have a solid biblical foundation to even know how to respond to some stuff, you know, that's, that's important. Because yeah. the truth is there's only one truth 
you know, there's absolute truth. We believe right. as Christians. So there you go. <laughs> here's a, here's a really cool thing. Relative truth, my my truth. This is my truth. Relativity, in that way, it's not true. There's absolute truth because there has to be absolute truth because God says this is what it is. Right. And this is this is true. This is true. This is true. So the idea of absolute truth is real. Well, it's and, absolutely necessary too. Right. You have to have discernment, and so that you know, you got to be careful. Yeah. <laughs> I guess yeah. that's what we're saying. Yeah, I was. That was really long-winded, but I'm no, sorry. and you you actually reminded me of something that we were talking about ahead of time that you wanted me to say, and it's that is my heart is that exactly that people that believers would be led into a more discerning heart, <laughs> and that non-believers would be open to exploring the truth of the claims of Jesus and the gospel and Christianity, because there's truth in there to be found that would that's absolutely life-changing, <laughs> and so for me. Like to know that there's believers that listen, and a majority of our listeners, um, you know, that subscribe. I'm not so sure about YouTube. I don't know on those yeah, listeners, yeah. but uh, they're believers. They're Christian. They would consider themselves Christians. Yeah. And the majority of Christians that are are uh, interested in these red pill topics, if you yeah. will. Like I don't even know if it's going to be legal for us to say the word conspiracy anymore. Because there was something that came up, you know, about the being against, like, the on the FBI or something. Like. Oh, yeah. Did you want to go into that now? Yeah, you can, you yeah. can definitely. Um, I was going to say, yeah, so I don't know if anyone uh, heard about this. This came out on August 1st, and we're recording this August 4th, so relatively yeah. recently. Yeah. Um, and it says, this is from Yahoo, is like the best write-up of it. I think they're the original one. But it says the FBI document warns conspiracy theories are a new domestic terrorism threat. Mm. And uh, so that's just crazy to me. Yeah. So and, you know, the, the, the scope of conspiracy like realm, like just on YouTube alone, it covers everything from like what you were saying, like the Beatles aren't dead to the moon isn't real, you know, or the moon landing right. didn't happen or JFK is not dead. Um you know, like all of these, the earth's flat, you know? Yeah. And, and we'll cover some of that stuff eventually, you yeah. know? Um, you know, uh, we'll, you know, unpack some of that stuff, you know, down the road. And our goal always is to make a person more discerning to the, comparing that possible theory to the absolute truth. Right. Like laying it in the absolute truth. Yeah. So, I mean, that's why we're very open about, I mean, even where we believe, like uh in certain biblical values that's why we always try to come back to you know that and i think both of our views on scripture even like just saying that we're pre-tribulation pre-millennialists you know that's something that means a lot of stuff that may seem like it, it seems like it might be one of these debates that people like the normal person, oh, why would I care about that? Or why would I care about a Praetor's view or an amillennialist view or a mid-trip? You know, like, what? I'm right. just, like I don't care. Um, but there's implications th theologically with, like, stuff that happens. And um, just the fact that if there isn't a rapture, that has implications in the way we possibly might, you know, live our lives. Yeah. Or we, the way we right. view the world or... You know, do we take a, 
you know, Augustinian approach to, uh, you know, all this stuff? Is it all metaphors and allegories of the rapture or is it, you know, reality and stuff like that? Because, uh, you know, if there isn't a globalist system installed on earth by real flesh and blood, well, I won't say that. If if there's, yeah, if there's Pete, if there isn't a globalist one world system and there isn't all this persecution, we don't need Marx to buy and sell or engage in anything if that doesn't happen then who cares really about some shadowy right organization so i'm just using it as an example of like why our views are important to be out there yeah theologically yeah and it, it always goes back to satan too yeah like all of these like these secret societies like there's this element of lucifer and satan you know um secret knowledge like you were talking about the gnostic stuff and higher levels of learning and and so it always goes back to satan and we know that when satan was evicted from heaven as you know one of the cherubim as a you know an angel he was cast from heaven to earth and the earth became his home yeah and this is his domain domain his dominion he actually rules and this is what's confusing for some Christians, too. They're like, well, how can God own everything and rule everything, but Satan's been told he rules it? Well, it's a temporary ruling, and it's it's because he had authority in heaven, he'll have authority here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I think that um, I think that when you look at it from that point of view, then if he does have authority here, then he has a game plan, and his game plan is to destroy as much as possible the creation. Yeah. God's crown jewel of creation, mankind. Right. And I was going to say, and so it's almost funny. Like I, I was thinking this other question is if Satan has a plan to steal away as many followers would be potential followers, you know, people that, you know, might otherwise if Satan didn't get in the way, you know, right. you, You know, some kind of way like that without getting into predestination or, you know, that kind of, that argument, Um, you know, maybe, you know, in practical terms, you would have to think it wouldn't really make sense that Satan could just one day, all of a sudden everything's normal and then snap, we have a one world government. Right. Like, yeah, everyone just wakes up and there literally is a one world government and you walk outside and the, you know, police come there and they're Saying, oh, do you have a mark? Right. No. Okay, well, if you need the mark, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. Right. So there has to be things in place, you know, like the, the steps, like you said, and that I, we can look at and say, oh, this we should be aware of, you know, uh, like Emmanuel Macron. There's going to be an Antichrist. And then I'm not saying that he is the Antichrist, but he might be. Kind of looks like could, he might be. Could be. He checks a lot of the stuff from the bible right um so again is he no idea but is it worth paying attention to and saying huh is is he fulfilling a lot of the stuff that said and if he doesn't he's just bad luck you know maybe, right. maybe <laughs> you know maybe bad luck but um <laughs> discernment is stuff that we should because we're told to keep um I was just saying like this, we're supposed to keep watch. We're, they call them watchers. We're supposed yeah. to watch. And, you know, it says Satan, you know, it'll happen like a thief in the night, right? Yeah. The rapture. Right. Yeah. So uh, I was going to say, 
you want to watch out for thieves like you want to protect your house so you want to be vigilant that's right oh there's some weird people hanging out you know you know kind of as an analogy of you want to be mindful about what's going on yeah and be watchful aware of your surroundings yeah and i was gonna say i heard this on a different podcast they called it a process pro- wow prophecy derangement syndrome <laughs> after trump derangement syndrome oh right yeah yeah that, uh People are just really scared to talk about this stuff in church yeah. or to teach prophecy and right. talk about the end times and all that stuff. And well, it's not. Yeah. And that's a legit thing, by the way, like, yeah. like p- pastors. So you imagine you have a big church and you start to talk about the end times and the antichrist. And, and then it oftentimes will bring up a lot more questions yeah. for people because it's a scary thing to think about. I mean, you're probably listening to this right now and you're thinking, well, how will I know if I take the mark and all of that, right? Mm-hmm. Well, but the the sad part about all of this is that it is on the responsibility of the watchers, of the truth bearers, of those that, that are leaders in the church to communicate these truths to the people so that they won't be ignorant, you know? You know, I was just thinking uh, when when you come to the white throne of judgment, don't they say that the those, uh, the pastors and people that are placed in, charge of other people to spread the truth have to answer to a higher degree than a normal person would because they have extra responsibility yeah i mean that kind of leads credence like if you think that there's a pastor who pastored for 40 years or something like that and he dies and he never talks about stuff to look out for like i i'd be i i'm gonna assume god would probably be a little pissed off and be like, dude, <laughs> it's in the Bible, isn't it? Why aren't you telling my sheep about yeah. the wolves that are <laughs> right at the right, gate? You know, right. like you're just you totally, you know, the, the the sheep need to know that there's danger or else. Why would they follow you? Yeah. You know, like that kind of thing. Like, yeah. You know, that's very. Like, I put you there to teach all of it. I anointed you and I gave you, you know, I gave you influence yeah. over these people. Why wouldn't you use it? Yeah. Um. I And the other thing, too, that that this Yahoo article that you just mentioned about, you know, which came out just a few days ago yeah, is there's been a rise of, um, you know, these watcher truthers, you know, uh, they're all kind of connected to conspiracies. Yeah. I don't know why that seems to be the thing, but it makes sense to me that if Satan, if, if I were Satan and I wanted to stop the truth from going forward and I knew that this was a, an emerging movement, of God's truth pulling forward that exposing my my deceptive ways uh, and pulling people out of darkness into light and all of these things, I would then want to move to make it illegal to talk about. Yeah, let me read some of this because it's really, there's some stuff in here that you're like, whoa. Yeah, like right. are we going to be able to keep talking about our stuff? I mean, I, I don't know. But oh. there use some really we've already been suppressed coined Come on. words. Maybe that explains why. So it says, uh, <laughs> "Let me just read this. This okay. is kind of scary." The FBI intelligence bulletin from the bureau's Phoenix field office, dated Mar- May thirtieth, twenty nineteen, describes quote conspiracy theory driven domestic extremists end quote as a growing threat, and notes that this is the first such report to do so. It lists a number of arrests, including some that haven't been publicized, related to violent incidents motivated by fringe beliefs. Um, it says the document specifically mentions QAnon, which is something I kind of was 
talking about without talking about it. Yeah. It says, a shadowy network that believes in a deep state conspiracy against President Trump, and the document also mentions Pizzagate, the theory that a pedophile ring including Clinton Associates was being run out of the ba- basement of a Washington, D.C. pizza restaurant. It says in parentheses, which didn't actually have a basement. So this is Yahoo. So they have to right. go and say that. Um, again, I don't know if we said this before. Nobody's making this stuff up. Right. You're go- we're going off of what these actual people were. Clinton Associates were using code words. And, you know, anybody, you know, there's this guy, there, there's, uh, like, right when it was started breaking, uh, there's this guy named Ben Swan. Um, he was a normal, like, news anchor on, like, a local NBC, ABC, like, a local one, not, like, yeah. televised. And he, he was just like, hey, you know, what's this Pizzagate that you might be hearing about? Right. And he's like, let's just go through the stuff. And he's just talking about it. And he's like, at the end of it, so he kind of makes it sound like he believes it. Yeah. And everyone's like, oh, it's just propaganda, you know, all this stuff. And, like, <laughs> it's funny because he's talking about it. And you're, re- you're when you a normal person would listen to it, you're like, that's weird. You know, right. that, that's weird. Yeah. Uh, there's something to it. It's not like this, people are just making up stuff. So just throw that out there. And James Elefantes, who does own Comet Ping Pong, said there's a basement where we keep right. sauce. So according to his own words, right. let's just disprove that. He said there's a basement. There's pictures on his Instagram of them building a basement, right. like the construction of it. So building permits said that there was basements, all this kind of stuff when it was breaking, saying. But right. anyways, so it says the FBI assesses these conspiracy theories very likely will emerge, spread, and involve in the modern information marketplace, occasionally driving both groups and individual extremists to carry out criminal or violent acts. Hmm. Uh, the document states, it goes on to say that the FBI believes conspiracy theory-driven theory extremists are likely to increase during the 2020 presidential election cycle. This is, this is, really, this is where it gets kind of interesting. The FBI said another factor driving the intensity of the threat is the, quote, uncovering of real conspiracies or cover-ups involving illegal, harmful, or unconstitutional activities by government officials or leading political figures. Mm. The FBI does not specify which political leaders or which cover-ups it was referring to. Ding, ding. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So that's really weird that the FBI even comes out and says it, that... The intensity of the threat of conspiracy theories is driven by these people actually finding evidence of real conspiracies. I know. I know. So, um, so the thing is, I mean, you, so I'll just say this. The I'll just say this before. We can say. Yeah. So you can just do Yahoo FBI conspiracy theories or whatever. There's a whole 15-page document in there in the FBI, but it goes through a bunch of stuff. But that's like the super important important point yeah stuff in there that uh they're labeling this stuff a threat right and at the same time acknowledging that they're actually finding stuff <laughs> and uh and yeah and like q is a whole nother issue right now yeah and what blows me away is like i mean honestly rosie like a year ago i just wasn't aware of a lot of the stuff you know like i mean i had heard of flat earthers i remember i had a guy come to my house <laughs> 
he was like a political pundit yeah. uh, he was like stumping not he wasn't he wasn't running for he worked for some political and it was conservative and he got my name off of some list and came to my house specifically because i'm conservative yeah and he had a flat earth is real shirt on and uh and it was very hard for me to take him serious i feel bad because that guy that hired him to go and hand out his yard signs and stuff yeah probably should have looked into that a little bit more because no matter what you think about the earth being flat or not it just seems crazy yeah like it just seems crazy and so now you're connected to that right mm -hmm. and and my whole thing is is i've been seeing a rise of all these truthers and these watchers and i've just seen a swelling on yeah. the internet of they're kind of coming out of the woodwork more and more and it's going to require because not all of those voices are going to be honest and they may have good hearts and intentions but they may not be knowledgeable and uh well and i was going to say at the same time so this is really interesting the term conspiracy theory i don't know if ethan stated this in one of the episodes but it's pretty well known that conspiracy theory was a term invented by the cia like that was their thing when they're talking about the jfk assassination so it happened back in the 60s oh yeah um you know, they started labeling people that were looking into this as, oh, they're, they're just looking for conspiracy theories. So at the same time, there's other stuff like Project Mockingbird, which is, uh, I don't know if we talked about that, but the CIA basically hiring um, or working with people in the media, like news broadcasters and stuff like that, or journalists that they had on payroll. Yeah. To Which it, it makes sense, you know, that they do stuff like that, but they still do that stuff. Right. And... The point that I'm getting at is, even though you say there's a lot of people <laughs> in the quote-unquote truth or movement or whatever, which is just kind of eye-rolling, but I don't... Right. Anyways, um, that you have to you have to think that a lot of these people, but some of them may not be genuine at all. Right. No, they're absolutely wolves in sheep's clothing. Yeah, that they're literally here. If you look in, there's a... There's some people, like, I remember in the UFO community, because that's been around for so long, that they pointed out people where they're like, that dude's a disinformation guy. Because <laughs> he'll come out and say some wild stuff. Um, or they'll have, the other thing is they'll have these people that come out and they'll say the same things that all these other people are saying. So, I don't know. Uh, right. Like, all of a sudden we start naming, like, they're getting pedophiles. They're getting retweeted. They're getting yeah. So you yeah. say like this guy's a pedophile. This guy's a pedophile. This guy's a pedophile. And they're naming all people that also are have been named by other people. You know, right. like legitimate people. And then all of a sudden, so they get some legitimacy because they're calling the same yeah things. And then all of a sudden, they can be discredited because all of a sudden they're they're only there to spout the same lines, so that they agree with everyone else. So that when they specifically and intentionally get discredited as, oh, that guy's lying. Like, he's a liar. He's a con artist, all this stuff. But he but he said the same stuff. Right. So that must mean whatever he said is false, so it takes down everyone else. Right, yeah. So with the fact that the FBI had said that they're monitoring this stuff, you have to, you have to know that for years now... If they have known about this stuff and they've been keeping an eye on it for a while, that they've been doing stuff, that they've been placing people, and it's not hard to believe, you know, the, the government, the intelligence agencies, 
are pretty internet savvy. Yeah. Yeah. It's not hard for them to, I mean, they set up false companies all the time to do weapons, you know, like they, right. they, they do crazy stuff that people, which is good. And they, I'm not, they've I'm, perfected the art. And I'm of, not saying that the government shouldn't use right. shell companies to, you know, do all this kind of stuff because they need to do stuff like that. They need to trick for bad guys. Right. At yeah, the same we, we time, want them to do this. Right. But at the same time, it's not hard for them to get a, start a YouTube channel. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. that's. I mean, how how many of our listeners have multiple Twitter accounts? Yeah. Or have an Instagram account and it's their spam account or whatever, you know, right? Yeah. Like, uh, so do you really think the CIA... The, they're not doing it that too. That they can't do that? Right. And they can't get possibly millions yeah. of subscribers or eat, go talk at lectures or... Right. Uh, well, I heard... I think it, somebody told me, I don't know if it was you or not. If it wasn't you, I don't want to accuse you of it. But someone was saying that that the old Alex Jones was actually a CIA plan. I don't remember where I heard that. They're like, Oh yeah, a, that's yeah. That he was put in place by the government to literally kind of lead people down a wrong path or whatever, or spout stuff that sounds true, but it's yeah. not, you know? Uh, well, yeah, that's been the thing for a long time. Uh, maybe I told you that there's this yeah. other guy. His name is, uh, William Cooper. Oh yeah. Who was this, like the original Alex Jones. And then Alex Jones came on the scene and it, but this was back in the 90s Will Bill Cooper yeah. came out and was like, Alex Jones is a total shill and a disinfo agent. And he was saying that way back in the day, and then he got killed. Um, wow. He got in a shootout with uh, federal officers. <laughs> so he got, he got killed. So they that guy legitimately earned the whole, like, <laughs> right. violent, you know, I'm leaning into violence or inciting violence or whatever. But he was probably just standing his ground. Yeah, that's what he him. was. They, I, I, I think it was... <clears throat> His something property. like back back taxes and he you know and this is you know during ruby bridge that same area uh era waco and stuff like that so you know you tell people to get off and they're like no we're coming for your taxes and he's like right. no you're not he just starts shooting at them <laughs> or something like they come on his property <coughs> so yeah yeah but, and there is a level of gullibility that kind of has to go into uh, i wouldn't say maybe gullibility is the wrong word maybe it's inquisitiveness uh that has to go along with researching these things. Yeah. Like there's just a natural in like, I just have always had a natural interest in things like UFOs and Bigfoot and paranormal or whatever. Like I've always just had an interest in that. And, um, before, you know, before I was a Christian, they scared me at some level. Now I feel like I know the truth about them. I believe I know the truth about them. And so they don't scare me the way they used to. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but uh, so I think because of that inquisitiveness, there's always a questioning kind of personality or attitude that com- comes along with the whole conspiracy, you know, realm. Yeah. And so what happens is, is you can fall for anything mm-hmm. or you can and you have there is a level of being open that you have to just take that you just have to be you, there's a level of openness that you just have to willingly accept to get into some of these realms. Like you always hear people like, Oh, I went down into the rabbit hole, you know, or whatever. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, I almost never came back or whatever. That's a legit thing. Mm-hmm. Like you can start questioning everything. And then, then you come back and you're like, I don't even know what's real anymore. Yeah. Like, but like I, OD on the red pill, like you were saying. Yeah. Overdosing on red pill. Yeah. I was going to say, it, it's funny though. Um, and the more I, I was going to say, when you're talking about the openness, I remember there was stuff that I was reading in books that I read, like I said, in the early 
2000s and stuff. Like I said, I was a huge nerd. And I lived online <laughs> and didn't have a lot of friends because we, you know, all this stuff. You know, the beginnings. But I spent a lot of time. I grew up on the internet very much so. Yeah. And I was always interested in weird stuff. So I remember reading stuff way back then. And, like, this is so absurd. How? I don't understand anything. Like, this This is so wacky out there. Yeah. And now, I like, I, I know specific things that I'm not going to mention because they, right. people are going to be like, that's insane. Right. You're absolutely crazy. And you need to be on medication. <coughs> and uh, you need to be locked up because you're some, <laughs> I don't know, whatever. No, I hear you. Yeah. And uh, now I read this stuff. And I'm like, no, that's totally true. I totally get what they're talking about. And I understand it on a biblical level. Like, I understand what they're saying. Right. And it's true. And now I'm like, almost kind of, not scared, but it's like, I can explain it in a way that it makes sense. That I remember what, I remember thinking, this is so absolutely crazy. Like, right. I can't understand how this is real. And now, years you know, years later, I'm like, yeah, it's totally real. This is what's going on. These are literally conversations with my wife. <laughs> She's like, you you don't believe that, do you? Yeah. You know, like I was joking with her about the um, moon, moon landing. Yeah. Or whatever, you know. And she's like, well, you, you don't, you don't not believe the moon landing, do you? And, and I'm like, um, well, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm exploring the possibilities. Let me just put it to you that way. I'm, I'm non moon landing open. <laughs> right but it doesn't change see for me i can go personally i can go down those paths it's not going to call bring me to a place to question did jesus live die right. and rise from the dead and is he still in control is he coming it yeah. just doesn't affect those things for me um and so uh for me i and that might be a gift that god's bestowed to me in this area so that i can actually explore them without because i've seen people question faith when they come out of these things yeah i was gonna you know? say what's kind of funny is if you think about those truths the biblical truths like what you're saying it, it doesn't make me question if jesus really died and rose again <laughs> right i mean anything else in your life can pretty much right change aside from that that's actually a conspiratorial thought like if you think about it, like the greatest conspiracy of ever would be jesus right does it live to die and to raise from the dead, yeah. that's like an unbelievable story. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Because, I then, mean, if you think, and I mean, just think to the lengths. And, and it's so funny now, uh, being in America, I'll say that yeah. right now, that we're like, oh, yeah, I can just go buy a Bible. They're, you know, the Gideons are leaving Bibles in motel, right. crack room, you know, crack hotel, motels and stuff like that. There's a Bible anywhere. Yeah. Anyone can read it. You know, who cares? It's all this book. And you think about the years of, uh, just I'll say it like this: the Catholic Church didn't want anyone. You know, if you weren't if you weren't a bishop or a priest or something like that, you can't know what's all in this. That's right. You know, we we we're gonna be the bearers of the truth because they hold power over it. Mm -hmm. That's you know that's how they derive their power because the people didn't know about it. And so even when you think about it like that, um, you know, Which other is satanic, by the way. Yeah, but I mean, even like people were set to destroy this even during jesus time they were trying to stop his ministry you know like the judea yeah. it, like the all those like, well, the they, pharisees they the sadducees yeah the and religious then, system yeah and then after he died and rose again everyone was martyred everyone they were killing them like literally killing them to stop this 
message. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like literally, it is a conspiracy theory that everyone, everyone's tried to kill. Like, right. <laughs> this is the most persecuted conspiracy theory ever. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, they're gonna outlaw it, make it illegal. Yeah, at probably. some point. We won't, you know, to, to trust. They will. To trust in Christ openly in public will be against the law. Yeah, it already is in many countries. Yeah, yeah. So, but so that's kind of what I was thinking about for this whole episode. And I, what a great episode to do it on Nifty Fifty, baby! <laughs> Nifty Fifty, <laughs> the 50th episode. Like, why we do what we do? And there's always, if you dig a little bit deeper, you're gonna always know that we have reasons behind what we do. Because if you and I wanted to just turn on the mics and start talking, we could do that. Yeah. Because you and I have conversations all the time. We could just do that. But we want some purpose behind it mm. and some something that's going to be sustenance. And and ultimately, my heart, you know, like I've said, if you're listening to this and you have not trusted Jesus for salvation, eternal, this is a big decision. You need to look into it. You need to understand that he died and rose again for you, mm. not for other people as well. But you personally, he did that. And uh, he wants you to trust him. And for me, it's a, such a privilege to be able to even just say that, you know? Yeah. So, Five years from now, we won't be able to say that. Possibly. Well, I'm going to be in big trouble being a pastor, so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's why you've got You might might come and visit me in jail. <laughs> I'll be in jail, man. We talk about Right, it. right, yeah. So so that's, that's, uh, that's 50. Yeah. That's 50, baby. We got 50 in our belt. <laughs> we should close out with this, the, the new intro because I just like it. Should we do that or sure? Okay, you want to play it again? Cool. Well, if you didn't listen to the beginning, this is our new intro. Oh yeah! <laughs> it's the new. Uh... You're listening to the All Out War podcast. It still works because you are still listening to it. Yeah. You're listening. It's almost like a break we took. Yeah. yeah. It's our new slicky and improved. So say goodbye to the war drums that we used to have. I'm praising God <laughs> in that decision. Oh, man. Sorry. Dude. Well, it's been awesome. Yeah. Thanks. Here's to 50 more. 50 more. That's right. And then we'll quit. Yep. <laughs> Live audience, thanks for hanging out with us, guys. And uh, we will catch you next time on All Out War. Stay hydrated. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the All Out War podcast today. We hope you enjoyed the episode. If you want to know more, you can visit us on the web at alloutwar.us or you can find us on Twitter at All Out Warcast. Hey, thanks again for listening, and we'll catch you next time.